0: You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everybody. It's Teresa in America. Hi, everyone. Back in the open. uh, Today's topic is, should I go to therapy? Very hard decision. Um, Tell me about your therapy experience. How many times have you been in therapy?
1: I think... I would say like three or four times.
0: In your lifetime?
1: Yeah, and but for different amounts of time.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It's never been a constant. I can immediately think about where I was in my headspace that I was like, oh my God, I need to go to therapy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is what we're leaning into today. But I'm a therapist and I'm also very curious, do you remember any of your therapists' names?
1: Uh, Yeah, all of them
0: shush for real
1: uh, yes (laughs) (laughs) my first therapist like was amazing like i really really liked her Uh uh-huh the other two in the middle were kind of like okay and then this last one i i enjoy her as well like her spending time with her yeah how can you not remember the therapist's name
0: Maybe it's part of the way my brain works because I don't think I also remember any of my teachers' names.
1: Oh my god, I I remember my teachers' names. Okay, totally different people. Let's go.
0: Okay, great. It's not a function of therapy. It's just our brains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm. I have. I. Well, it's really funny because I asked you that because in thinking about this question, I honestly cannot remember how many therapists I've had, but it feels like a lot.
1: Like more than ten.
0: At least five to okay. ten. No, okay. not up to ten.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, but I would say that that's average. I think so, too, for our age. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I think so, too, for our age. And even especially now that you have apps and different ways of reaching out to different people. Yeah. And you can find and drop a therapist pretty quickly until you find something you really jive with. Totally.
1: I think all of my experiences, um, except one, which I didn't stick with because I didn't like her, Mm-hmm. They've all been in-person. I really need that in-person setting. Mm. I really don't like the the virtual setting at all. It doesn't really work well for me.
0: That's funny. Yeah. I don't so, mind either. I just need the... The,
1: the space?
0: Yeah, I just... I don't know. Okay, so let's dive in. You know, okay. should I go to therapy? So when you think about the times when you've chosen to go to therapy, what what did that process look like for you? About how to how did you decide?
1: There was a lot of ambivalence. Like I wasn't really sure. Like it. I think it, I spent weeks, even months. Like maybe I should go. Maybe I shouldn't go. Do I really need to go? No, I can do this on my own. And then eventually, I was like, I would get to a breaking point where mentally I was just like, I can't think about all of this stuff without the help of somebody else. And I need to get all this out of my head. And then I was like, okay, you need to like make a call. Yeah. Find a person. And then there's that whole process in there.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. I'm trying to think back to my twenties because that was the first time I went to therapy and it felt like the same thing. You know, you hold it together, you hold it together until finally you say- Clearly, I can't do this.
1: <laughs> yeah. your
0: life is falling apart. <laughs> and then something happens, like I'm trying to think back if it was a fight or all the red flags, like all the things that people tell you are red flags about your life. yeah, <laughs> or your relationships and the way that you're existing in the world. <laughs> you just can't lie to yourself anymore that you know, that you could take care of it in yeah. your own brain because and there okay and also now I'm thinking back in time because we all try to talk to friends or other people before we see a therapist so did you also do mm-hmm. that try to reach out to your support system
1: yes i did and um i was so lucky to have folks that i could talk to but i felt like i was like there came a point where I didn't want to hear from them anymore. I didn't want to hear this positive, oh, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work. No, I need you to just tell me the crap the way that it is and help validate the fact that what I feel inside my head is okay.
0: Yeah. Because I think if we got what we needed from our support systems, we might not need a therapist, you know? So the other precipitating factor to finding a stranger which is an investment
1: yes in any in any way do they do not know you don't have it, any connections to you yes
0: yeah but but it's like it's hard to find a therapist and i think we've talked about in our podcast on what should we expect from therapy we talked about how hard it is to find a therapist but the only reason i moved towards finding a therapist was because when I went to go talk to people who are in my normal support system, they couldn't either understand it or handle it. Yeah. Or they would come back and say, I don't want to be mean, but in my brain, it was toxic, dumb crap.
1: Yeah, like they're trying to help. Sometimes but- at their best, they're
0: trying to help. Sometimes yeah. it was like, oh, I made the mistake and tried to talk to my abuser. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's <laughs> You're hard. You're like, oh God, that really did not go the way because you just keep saying more things that are even more hurtful. Yeah. And I think for me, it started to spill. It was like, okay, I'm not, I cannot talk to people in my support network, plus whatever I'm doing in my life is catastrophic and bad. And also I had to make a choice to make a better decision. Cause this is the other thing. So I can think back to some times where I fell into a depression and it was really easy to just give in to the depression and to say, I'm like really digging back in history, y'all, especially if I was having an episode, you know? So until the episode itself got worse and then it was like, okay, now this is also its own toxic thing and I'm going to either die and languish or I have to make a choice to get better. And so when I finally started feeling better enough, I really had to say to myself, going to therapy is a commitment to love yourself. And boy, that was rough.
1: That's a very powerful statement, though, especially when you recognize, right? Like how I hear you explain it, it feels very much um, like my experience where I felt like I was in quicksand and easily if I just stopped moving, it was just going to engulf me. and there was a moment that I was just like, no, dude, keep, keep moving. You got to do something. And then I don't know if it was, um, I don't remember if somebody was like, you should go to therapy. It was, I think it was, I don't know, but I just remember I was like, I need help.
0: Yeah. I do think I remember somebody saying you need to go to therapy and that was a slap in the face. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, you know. Like it was a wake up call. Mm. But in, in the very first time I heard that, I thought, "What's therapy?" <laughs> because I was a kid who didn't grow up with any of that. Ex- like I didn't grow up with those. This word, like I didn't even grow up knowing that such a thing existed. Honestly, like thinking back to when I was a little kid, this is maybe very different from children today. What I love about today is that I feel like more young people are exposed to this concept of therapy than when I needed it. That's so interesting because a couple things happened. I learned that therapy existed. And when I learned that it existed, I was old enough to go get it, which was in college. Mm -mm. I was taking care of myself. Because if I had learned about it in high school, I don't think I could ever have told my parents I need therapy. Uh, I did not even tell them that I had problems. Plus, my parents were never home, so they didn't even notice I had problems, <laughs> even when I got arrested.
1: <laughs> so I'm not we, sure I was who involved. Who bailed you out?
0: Um, I don't remember. My sister. Your I'm sisters, sure my parents yeah. were involved, you know? But yes, I had, like, very older, older sisters and the very older parents.
1: I think that's such a common experience, though, that with our parents, they're just kind of, like, at a loss. They're like, I have no idea what to do um and you and that gets even more complicated when you bring in additional factors you know language yeah culture and I'm multiplied. just gonna say
0: I'm okay I'm in my 40s and I'm looking back now and it's kind of wild to me because I think about what I would do I got suspended three times and got arrested in high school and I don't know how my parents didn't say like the fact that they did not, stop to say what not, is, not only is what was really wrong, we need to intervene in your life and maybe consider therapy was a sign that they didn't even understand or know what the totally. system was for how to helping, right? That's not yep. their fault. That context was not even in their mindset. But if my child was in high school and got suspended three times and was arrested, I would probably put them in therapy. Yeah. I don't know or or, or bring up the conversation. Like I don't, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, to have to even have the words and the context to just be like, this is an option, and and I totally get that because you don't know what you don't know, and I think so much of the experience that you shared is tied to that. I have always known, as as long as I can remember, about the helping professions. About like counselor stuff. Like I love my school counselors. I really relied on them. And then when I started thinking about what I, what I wanted to do. I was like I want to be like a counselor a therapist. I Like I knew it.
0: What? At yeah what age? dude.
1: As early as like 13, 14. What? That's yeah. so wild. I didn't even know what my brain was
0: at 13. <laughs> no I'm serious. I tell people that I was an amoeba until college i know now at my older age that's because of the trauma i experienced so
1: can I you stop like calling yourself older it's like the kids are like you know in the <laughs> olden times in the 90s yeah okay i'm
0: sorry america but to the young people who might be listening here you and i are old we're ancient <laughs> yes So, anyways, that's so interesting. So you had exposure.
1: Yeah, I've had exposure to it. And then, but you know, when I went to therapy was it was in my twenties as well. When I was in college back then, I think I just had graduated from college. So maybe it was a moment that I was like, why don't you go find a therapist? I don't freaking remember. But The process of finding a therapist was a little bit intimidating because I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to look for. I just know I need help. And then like you get lists and lists of people. So I don't, I think I just started calling people, man. And then the one lady that responded, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what's going on. I need help. I don't know like what to do. And I don't, I didn't tell my parents. And I normally tell them everything. And I was just like, I'm going to keep this to myself. I need this for myself. I need to help myself out, figure this out.
0: Did you have a good first experience?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that helps a lot with setting up a positive future relationship with therapy. Totally. You know, your first mental health experience, whether it's at the hospital or with a therapist or just disclosing something to someone, it can kind of set the stage for whether or not you're going <laughs> to run away and never want to try this again, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm i just going to tell somebody who might be listening, you know, maybe you tried it once and it was horrible. It doesn't mean it's horrible the next time. We, True. We talk a lot about tips and tricks to make sure you have a good therapeutic experience. But how many – do you remember how many therapists you had that were good versus not so okay?
1: Out of like the – the four, five that I said, I would say three have been fairly Positive. good. The yeah. first and my most recent, yeah, I, I really like them. The one in the middle, mm-hmm. the one that, when did I go see him? And it was a man. The other two that were really good were both, they're both Hispanic women. Mm-hmm. And for me, like those experiences just helped to validate my thoughts because yeah. of um, there are so many white therapists, no mm-hmm. offense to any of the white folks, you know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> me having to educate a white therapist about my experience as an immigrant, as a, a person who identifies uh, biculturally, dude, I try to do the one, the one that sticks out in my head that was not good and I never called her back. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no. You don't understand my experience. You think you understand my experience, but the words that you're using clearly state You don't understand.
0: Yeah. We call that therapeutic alliance <laughs> in the technical term. Yeah. But I just call it, you know, the youths would call it vibes. You just yes. feel the vibes and the vibes are not right. And sometimes I've had vibes that were right, but it wasn't going to work still because part of the vibes were also their perspectives, right?
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: But let's go back to should I go to therapy because this is different than what to expect from therapy or how to make the most... So should I go to therapy? Before you expect something out of therapy, outside of the chaos that's happening in your life, was there something about what you expected therapy to look like that helped you decide, okay, this is why I need to go?
1: I expected it to be a space where I could just... Say what I need to say and not be afraid of how it's going to sound.
0: Mm. You knew that going in?
1: That's what I really wanted. That's what I expected.
0: That's amazing. I thought, I'm a mess and this person's going to put me together. <laughs> or I don't know. What did I think? Okay, let me go back. I just, I don't even think I thought that. I thought, my life is a mess. This person I trust told me I should go to therapy. I'm going to go to therapy. I don't know what at all to expect from therapy. I just literally went because somebody told me I should go.
1: I think that's a fair fair play, dude.
0: We were talking about what would have happened if I had gone to therapy in high school. I feel like what happens when you're a little kid is somebody tells you you should go to therapy, but you don't actually feel like you have the choice. Whereas
1: Mm,
0: in college, somebody told me I should go to therapy and I had to choose to make that choice.
1: Mm -hmm. But the perspective you shared earlier around you making a choice for your well-being, right? Like, I think that's the question that comes to mind when you're like, should I go to therapy? And whether somebody's told you, you should go, try it. I've had a really good experience. I think that context from somebody that you trust can guide you down a path but i would push you to think about you had to have some expectations going in something you weren't just like i'm just going to go see what it's like or
0: okay let okay let me let me think back then yeah i guess i was learning about mental health for the first time in my life too like mm. i was making sense of the things that are happening in my brain Mm-hmm. And I did also know that I wanted to try therapy before meds. Okay, there.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, and also was coming to a place as an adult where you manage your trauma mm-hmm. as opposed to being the victim of trauma. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal too, right? So a lot of things were happening in my 20s. One, all my, all my life circumstances that were left unattended were crashing into my relationships, including healthy ones, and then making choices to be in bad ones. And then I was an adult, so I had to learn how to be healthier. <laughs> like, Yeah. I couldn't be in a position where I used to just like saying that everything was someone else's fault, you know?
1: Mm.
0: And I knew that I must have known enough that somebody was saying like you should go to therapy because maybe that's where you work that stuff out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I also wasn't in survival mode. That is another thing. I wasn't in survival mode. I think it would have been a hot messness. But something so needed to have therapy when I was a child, but what it would have been like to be in therapy while in abusive relationships is different to negotiate the questions because maybe there was some part of my brain that knew that I couldn't go to therapy as a child because I knew I already had CPS involvement and I did not want that to happen again. And the only way to not have that happen again was to go to therapy as an adult.
1: One thing that you said was was is very important to this conversation because you said I was I was like kind of an adult and I I couldn't put blame on anybody else. That sits with me because once I graduated college, I moved out and I was a little bit later, like I got married. <sighs> Dumbass. Um, but I got married, okay. <laughs> um but you made I made life choices. I made life choices and I was living uh, by myself, right, uh, with my ex-husband. But I felt like I was an adult, in quotes. Like, what the hell does that mean? So Mm -hmm. I I didn't have the blanket of like, oh, you have all these people that are going to support you. I felt like I really had to make decisions for myself. And I couldn't say, oh, this happened, this happened. No, you have to do something. Nobody else can.
0: Nobody else can. Nobody else can do this for you either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even if I, if I was a kid and that would have been interesting to go to therapy as a kid, someone had would have had to trigger that. Mm-hmm. But having worked with children, I also know that especially in your teenage years, the way you choose to show up to therapy makes or break that relationship. And it's about readiness. Like, Yeah. That's true for all of us. Like, should I go to therapy? Maybe part of the question of asking that is not just do you need it, but are you ready to do the work?
1: Definitely. I think you you should ask that question. But I don't think when you're exploring this, I don't think many people understand what the work means other than knowing. And that's why I think it's
0: good to have this podcast, because I wish when I was younger, somebody did break down this concept of this is what therapy is and if you're ready to do it this is what the hard work looks like because I thought I was going to go just tell find somebody to tell me exactly what's wrong with me and fix my problems but I didn't realize like oh actually that like 10% of the work is a the therapist and 90% of the work <laughs> is you
1: yeah yeah I and remember- then I was
0: just crying or whatever just crying which is part of therapy
1: it is totally spilling it out and
0: disclosure.
1: I remember um, in, in one of my earlier sessions of therapy, like sitting in, in in a room with my therapist and I could feel like I wanted to cry. And she sees, she of course was looking at me. She's like, you can cry, This is it's okay. And I was like, I don't want to cry. She was like, why don't you want to cry? And I was like, no, I don't want to cry because then I'm going to be all puffy and then my head's going to hurt. And she was like, okay, if you don't want to cry, that's okay but if you need to cry, it's okay. You know, like giving me the permission to do it. And I think the expectation is you're so right. Like I'm going to go and talk to somebody Mm -hmm. and then things are going to get better. But there's a lot that has to happen there for you to get to that place where you feel better. And a great therapist is somebody that's going to help like walk with you down that path not just give you like here do these worksheets and you're yeah. going to be all good. Now, can I ask you a question that helps me think a little bit about this? When mm-hmm. you explore this idea of of should I go, did you ever feel a point of I'm going to call it desperation of just being like god Something mm-hmm. has got to change here.
0: Yeah, 100%, right? That's yeah. the need. We talked yeah. about that. That's like the whole first half of, of the this discussion was you need it. Yeah, You should go to therapy if you need it. And then I think where I'm landing right now is that I was able to make the most out of therapy and should I go to therapy because I want it and I'm ready for it. So you're like, okay, should I go to therapy? Yes, because you need it. And then yes, because you want it. And those are the two things you have to ask yourself before deciding to go to therapy because it's an investment. Even if it doesn't cost you money investment, sometimes it's an emotional investment. And you're going to confront things that are really difficult. Obviously, you didn't just screw up your whole life.
1: <laughs> Nobody yeah. just
0: goes to therapy for no reason. If, you, if you're if you going to therapy because you want to feel your best, best self, you know, is that with a therapist or was that with a... A life coach or a gym master, or like, I don't know what people do when they go to actual- a gym master.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think it's, you mean like a physical <laughs> trainer? I don't know what kind of gym master you're referring to. Um, <laughs> <A> personal trainer. <laughs>
0: Just saying, you know, or like, who do you go to? A guru to, you know, touch the flowers my my orientation is clearly not towards that direction so i don't even know i don't have the language for where to go to to feel the happiest i can be i'm just trying to feel the the least miserable <laughs> my least miserable self towards well-being
1: so clearly clearly there is there's some identification of a need and and an identification of an interest in exploring that right in a yeah a feeling tied to something that you want. But also, I don't always think it's necessary for a person to land on, for example, this humongous thing that has happened. Like Teresa and I are having such a crappy time at communicating with one another and I need to go figure out what's going on there. I don't always think that it has to be something finite like that. I think mm. it leads to like some an experience like that can lead you down a path of wanting to explore some additional tools and support systems mm-hmm. but there is also an interest in saying I just feel like something doesn't feel good for me and I don't even know what it is and why it is and yeah. that may be another path that guides you down this road of seeking therapy like I just don't know I just fulfillment
0: Yeah. Oh, I just don't know. Okay. Because
1: I've been in both spaces. Yeah.
0: Like a therapist has helped you answer questions? Yes. A hundred percent. I'm remembering some of my therapists now. That's really funny. I remember a therapist I really liked. (laughs) (laughs) I actually triggered a therapy. So because I had some good and bad experiences, and you're right, it's about 50-50 good or bad, positive or difficult relationships – One of the therapists I have, I also don't remember this person's name, but I only triggered that therapeutic relationship because I wanted to answer a question, and Mm -hmm. I needed a therapist to help me guide through a life decision. Yeah. And that was really cool, actually. It was so helpful. None of my friends or people around me could have helped me first because none of them had the patience to sit through all the things (laughs) I wanted to talk about. Over and over and over and over yep. and over, you know? Yep. So and that kind of speaks to the need, but sometimes you don't always know the need. You just need someone right. to help you make decisions.
1: Right. And and yeah. and the therapist, and the best kind of example of their work is there to do good for you. Right. Guidance. Yes. They're not gonna give asking. you they're gonna give you tools, but they're trying to develop your skills so that you can handle things in a different way.
0: Well, I think in that context, when you don't know what's happening and you need
1: questions answered, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: direction, I think what a good therapist does is they build insight. So it's not a skill. It's they ask questions that help me get to my light. (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, okay. Actually, that question you asked me really helps me feel more safe and calm about what I'm supposed to do.
1: I think my most effective therapists have been able to one of course accept me as I am and not question um my identity, how I how I present or anything to the world. They just try to navigate within that and see how they can help, but they ask really pointed questions that nobody else is willing to be like, have you thought of this?
0: Yeah. Okay, so next week we're going to talk about getting the most out of therapy. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is a good kickoff to that. Yeah. You want to sum up what you feel like is the answer to should I go to therapy? How do you conceptualize should I go to therapy?
1: If you're struggling and need to get all the gunk that's out of your head Mm -hmm. out, Mm -hmm. a therapist is totally there to help.
0: Awesome. Okay, I think I have something similar. It's should you go to therapy? Is do you know what a therapist does? <laughs> does this feel like it would be helpful? Do you need it? And are you ready? Mm-hmm. If the answers are all yes, then go to therapy.
1: I like your summation better.
0: Oh, I mean, it's kind of the same. We're we're bouncing off each other, building up to the right space. So, okay. Thank you, everyone. You're going to join us next week for getting the most out of therapy, which we kind of started to talk about today. We're going to take a deeper dive. Awesome.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Keep on fighting in the open.